Welcome back. Well, hello there and welcome back to Etsy and Beyond. Today, we are talking to Sasha, the owner of Your Frugal Friend on Etsy. Sasha has done something super cool that I am so excited to share with you guys. Basically, she hooked up Google Analytics to your Etsy shop. And don't worry, kids, if you don't know how to do this, there's a link below with a video that will show you how to do this. It's super easy. Anyway, She hooked up her Etsy shop to Google. Yay, so excited. Oh my God, what a good idea. Okay, and she started looking through Google Analytics and learning what each thing meant. She found one particular measure that allowed her to figure out were people actually interested in her shop, and this actually caused her to come up with a ton of straightforward ways to get more traffic, get more buyers, make sure more people were buying more frequently, and make sure the right people were finding her shop so she wasn't wasting her time on people who we're never going to buy in the first place, which by the way, all of us are doing right now, even if your shop is doing really well, everybody does something that allows people who are never going to buy in the first place to come to your shop. And if you can do less of those things, you'll see fireworks and things will just be easy. So let's hear from Sasha and see what she has to say about her method of using Google Analytics to figure out what she needs to do to make her shop sell. The best way that I have found to generate more income on Etsy is I took an analysis of my bounce rate through Google Analytics. And I noticed that when I first started my shop in the first three months that my bounce rate was close to 100%. So I started to look into it. What does bounce rate mean? Why would people bounce out of your shop? And it was really eye-opening that if people don't see your product as something that they're shopping for, like let's say I put in rustic bathrobe, and then it brings me to a kimono. The description doesn't match the item. And so I was able to fix my uh, tags primarily, make them more pointed towards my niche of budget products, digital budget products. And then my bounce rate started to decrease because people were looking at my items more. They were shopping in my shop longer, and I was converting that to more sales. Now I'm just trying to work on converting more sales at a higher price point and more consistently. That's been the biggest challenge for me currently. But I think really just taking it one piece of analytics at a time for me, that was bounce rate and starting to self-critique your those stuff that you sell. Would I buy this? If I went to my shop, does rustic bathroom really describe my kimono? That really helped me to take my shop to the next level for myself. Okay, wow, that was short but powerful. Sasha's look into Google Analytics is actually really simple. So many people are terrified of Google Analytics because they're like, oh my God, there's so many things on my dashboard. I don't know what any of them mean. I don't want to learn them all. It's completely overwhelming. Sasha took such a brilliant route. Instead of learning what every single thing on Google Analytics meant and how to interpret all of it, which by the way is an overwhelming task for anyone, she just looked at one measure. She found one thing, it's called bounce rate, and she figured out what does this mean? 
And what does it mean for my shop and how can I fix it? The magic of Google Analytics is you can look at any number of measures. I mean, some things are just going to tell you basic stuff like where your users are coming from, like what country or maybe what time they're browsing your site, but you can make magic happen even with simple information like that. So for example, if I know what time people are visiting my Etsy shop and I notice that people tend to visit, you know, in the late afternoon because they're getting bored, maybe they're doing work and they're kind of losing that thread of concentration. So they're drifting over to other things on the internet. That's a great time for me to be publishing new products or doing things on social media, et cetera, et cetera. So I can take every single measure on Google and do something, but Sasha's method is the best I've ever heard because you just take one thing and you figure it out. Having that focus means she was able to completely change how her Etsy shop looked to buyers. And she was able to solve this completely on her own, just with one look at Google. This is a totally free method. So there's really no excuse not to do it, especially considering setting up a Google analytics account is not that difficult. Okay. Remember there's a video below showing you how to do it. It's not hard. Let's talk about how she figured out bounce rate, which is basically if you have a hundred percent bounce rate, like she observed, it basically means people are looking at your stuff and then they're leaving. So they're viewing your shop and they're gone just as soon as they got there. So a bounce would be, I click onto a website, I give it a quick scan in two to four seconds and I leave immediately because I realized it's not what I wanted. That's bounce rate. The average bounce rate that you should be looking at should be between 70 and 78% usually is a good measure. Our blog website bounce rate is like 65 to 68%, which is excellent. When it comes to Etsy shops, I see a lot of high bounce rates though. And that's because people aren't describing their item accurately like Sasha observed. So she was describing her kimono as a rustic bathrobe. And you all know why she was doing that. She was doing it because rustic bathrobe gets tons of hits, just like boho bathrobe would get tons and tons of hits, tons of traffic. She was describing her item that way and people were literally glancing at it and going, this isn't what I want. Because the person who's shopping for a boho or a rustic bathrobe probably isn't looking for a kimono, or at least that's what she was observing in her case. This is different for every type of product, but a lot of times those high traffic words that we find are really general and they don't always describe our product. And just because it gets a lot of traffic does not mean that you should use it. Okay. So if you have a photographic print online and you want to use art print, Well, is it really an art print? It's more of a photograph. People who are looking for art prints probably aren't looking for photographs. There's about a zillion art prints they could choose from over your photograph. So unless your photograph is better than every single art print out there, I just don't even think that that's possible. It's not possible for an art print to be better than a photograph if you're looking for a photograph. So like the reality is what's going on in a customer's head really matters when it comes to what you call your items, both what you use for your tags and titles and how you're describing it anywhere else, either in the Etsy description, on Pinterest, on Instagram, whatever. So if your description, so your tags and your titles don't match to the item, as Sasha said, you're just going to see no action at all whatsoever. So don't use those popular terms. For example, if you have an art print, don't call it a wall hanging. It's not a wall hanging. If I'm searching for a wall hanging, I'm looking for something stitched or something that I can actually hang in a big way. Don't call an art print a canvas because it's not. It's an art print. 
Be really specific about your item and that bounce rate will go down, which means suddenly you're only attracting customers that are actually looking to buy what you are selling. Okay, so she wasn't selling bathrobes. She was selling a kimono. And as she changed her tags to be geared more towards that kimono that she was actually selling, suddenly she noticed a shift in her buyers and how they were behaving. This is so simple and straightforward. And so many people make this mistake of assuming, well, this is a high traffic word. And so I want all the traffic. No, you don't. Let's actually talk about this for a minute. You do not want all the traffic. Let me get this straight. Let's say that I'm selling a kimono. And I want traffic from every single person on Etsy who wants to buy any kind of robe, kimono, like fashion, anything. And I'm using all the high traffic tags. Do you know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get a massive bounce rate like Sasha observed, but no one wants that product because they're not searching for that. They're searching for like trendy fashion, bathrobe, customized, all these things. If I can't do that and I'm not selling that, then all those people are going to scroll right past my item and I'm going to be wasting my time picking those tags and titles for nothing. Would you rather have a thousand people visit your shop and zero people buy or would you rather have a hundred people visit your shop and five people buy? Big traffic numbers are a vanity number. If you're getting big traffic and big sales, great. But I have seen so many shops that only get, you know, 50, 60, 70 visits per day and they get a sale a day like clockwork. And it's because they're using the right tags and titles that actually match what their item is and what it can do. So don't sit there like, I need so much traffic because we all think if we get more traffic, we'll make more sales. If you're getting traffic now and you're not making sales, more traffic is not going to fix that at all. Describing your item correctly will, but more traffic won't fix it. So be real with yourself. If you're getting traffic and nothing's happening, then something's wrong with what you're doing and be real with yourself about what those things could be. So feel free, if you're in that position, to check below this episode to see what links we've included that can help you solve this problem and also check out Sasha's shop. See what she's doing. Figure out Google analytics. Even if it's just one thing like bounce rate, that's all you need to get started. You don't need to know everything just because you use a tool. doesn't mean you need to know how to use all of it. We rarely do. Let's be real. How many of you guys have electronics that you know how to use all the features? I'm still learning how to use my phone. I swear. So yes. That was my rant today. Thank you so much, Sasha, for sharing this. This was incredibly insightful and such a simple hack that can make such a huge difference. There are simple things like this all around you. You just got to look for them and don't stress out about them. You'll figure it out. Just do one thing at a time. Thank you guys so much for listening today. And thank you, thank you, thank you for Sasha for being so cool and sharing this little tidbit with us because man, was it valuable. See you soon. Happy Googling. check below this. Um, sorry, I just blanked. Bye.